You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Badass of the Week is an iHeartRadio podcast produced by High Five Content. We're on a ship in the Caribbean, blanketed by the spray of ocean water, the stench of gunpowder, and of course, the blood-curdling screams of pirates. The deck is slick with blood, and our ears are filled with the snaps of musket fire and the clanging of cutlasses banging off one another in the heat of battle. Into this chaotic fray, one figure darts through the smoke of cannon and shot, screaming into battle at the head of the pirate forces that swarm over the deck of the Spanish galleon. Fire in the Wielding a flintlock in each hand, with three more strapped on a bandolier across her chest and a gleaming cutlass at her hip, she barks orders to the ferocious array of demons that follow her every command. She is a vision of hell, the embodiment of the furies of antiquity. She is the notorious Anne Bonny, and she will not be denied. Hey, Ben, how's it going today? Well, uh, as usual, I am recording on the floor of my closet because I don't have a studio set up yet. So, uh, you know, about as comfortable as it can be. I mean, isn't that the canonical way to do it these days? It's the only room in my house that doesn't have like a million windows. And I live like right by the freeway. Yeah. And there's always emergency vehicles running outside. How's moving going, by the way? It's okay. I was supposed to move on Tuesday and then... We're having some issue where like now we can't, we couldn't move on Tuesday. So we might be moving tomorrow or we might be moving next week or the whole thing might be falling apart. So who knows? I don't think the whole thing's falling apart. I very much hope to not be recording in a closet next week, but okay. we'll have to see. Yeah. Where, where will you be recording? Like on horseback or? <laughs> on horseback. Yeah. That'd be the badass way to do it mm-hmm. from a jet fighter. Probably have some, probably have some background noise issues. But. Well, you might have a, a, a cat giving birth to kittens. Did you see that? It's in North Carolina, the Hickory Aviation Museum. You know, they have these airplanes on display. 
And there was a cat who just was looking for a place to give birth to her kittens and somehow managed to get into the plane. And the people who work at the museum were just like, oh, wait, what's going on here? Oh, kittens. Okay, we're not going to interfere at the moment. Um, and I think they're trying to adopt the kittens out now and they've named them <laughs> after different types of planes. Anyway, that would make things even more interesting if you decided to, you know, record <laughs> from record a jet in the cockpit plane. of a plane with kittens being born around me. Yeah. It's yeah. the it's the the ultimate dichotomy of badass, right? Like the the jet fighter and the cute kittens. Yeah, it's easy to forget that these little like seven pound beings are actually fierce predators, just fun sized. Yeah, they're extremely cute, and they're also like one of the only creatures on Earth that like kills for fun, right? It's like humans, dolphins, and cats are like the only... Wait, dolphins kill for fun? Dolphins will kill something for fun. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, they'll kill something and not eat it. So like, the, mm. there's only like three or four creatures in the world that do that. Because <laughs> I thought dolphins were all like, you know, peace and love and sunshine or... No, there's, yeah. they're, okay. they're, they're kind of like murderous maniacs. <laughs> Alrighty then. Okay. <laughs> there's okay. a whole... There's a whole thing with dolphins. I mean, I have to say like, you know, I any creature that seems intelligent, you know, that... I, I tend to want to like. Yeah, but in, in, intelligence breeds that like, yeah, I wonder what would happen if I did this, right? Yes. <laughs> you get to that like yes. too smart for your own good level. Yes. Of, yeah. like... or, or too smart for the good of the beings around you yeah. or whatever. Well, I don't know. I guess speaking of predators, I yeah. don't know. We could talk about pirates. Yeah. Speaking well, of dolphins I mean, and predators, I guess. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, one of the Latin words. Okay. Sorry. This is me putting on my, my you know. Latinist hat. Um, one of the words for pirate in Latin is prido, which is where we get the word predator from. Really? Yeah. So they have the same root. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah. I guess it makes sense, right? They prey on shipping or whatever. Exactly. Like that's, yeah. a, that's a phrase you hear a lot in reference to pirates. Yeah. Someone who goes after loot. Hmm. Yeah. It's really cool. I didn't know it. <laughs> Fun fact. I was really struggling on how we were going to turn my kitty cat into a pirate story, but here we go. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm really excited about this week because we're going to talk about one of my favorite badasses ever. I've been doing this for a long time, for 15-ish years, probably closer to 20 than 15 now. Anne Bonnie is a is a character I wrote about. She was an original, like very early on badass mm -hmm. on the website, and I'm very excited to talk about her this week. Yes. She is a a a woman who was a pirate at the height of the, the golden age of piracy in the Caribbean. She's not the most successful female pirate of all time, right? You have Yeah, but here we are talking about her. So Yeah. Let's yeah. yeah. So who would you consider the most successful? There were a few like female pirates who were like very successful. Probably the most successful one was a, a Chinese woman named Ching Shi. She commanded like a fleet of pirates. She had kind of come from nothing and then became like the wife of a pirate king or the concubine of a pirate king. And then he died and she took over and then she just like ruled with an iron fist. She commanded like a fleet of ships. Like the Chinese Imperial Navy tried to attack her and she defeated them in battle. Like she collects this huge bounty of, of gold and treasure and then she retires. There was a woman named Jeanne de Clisson. She was a French woman who pirated in the English Channel during the Hundred Years' War. I guess like mm. the English had killed her husband, I think is the story. And she would like capture English ships and kill everybody on board. She was Whoa. extremely violent, but yeah. very successful. And yeah. Yeah. And there was another, there was an Irish woman named Grace O'Malley, who's another yeah. like very famous female pirate. We'll probably talk about all three of these at some point on the show. Some point, yeah. But yeah, the one that for me always kind of, the one that I think for most of like 
popular culture and like popular history stuff like Anne Bonny is kind of the go-to like for like badass pirate woman of the Caribbean. She's got the most exciting story. She's operating in the right place at the right time, mm -hmm. you know, with the right people. She's meeting all of the main characters you talk about when you talk about piracy, right? Yeah. You have so much good pirate stories happening in, in China and off the coast of Africa. But when people think of pirates, they think pirates of the Caribbean. And of those, Anne Bonny is kind of the story that everybody wants to talk about. And we're really excited to talk about it. We're excited to talk about not just Anne Bonny, but also Mary Reed. Yes. The other woman that was on this crew. And so we've got this ship, which has not one, but two badass female pirates on it. And they were more badass than in any of the male pirates on that ship. Apparently, yeah. And, and we'll get into why that is. Mm-hmm. Yep. So stick with us. We'll be right back after these messages. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. 
at retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Welcome back, and uh, we are going to get into talking about Anne Bonny, who is a, a personal favorite of mine. And this is a really fun story about a very cool and interesting and, and exciting and, uh, to be honest, like pretty angry person. <laughs> and to be honest, angry people are interesting sometimes. That's very true. Anyway, so tell us about Anne Bonny. Anne Bonny was originally born... Anne Cormack. She was born in Cook County, Ireland around the turn of the 17th century. She was born to a, a wealthy lawyer named William Cormack and his maid, a woman named Mary Brennan. Maid as in person who worked in the household, not actually the wife? Not Mrs. Cormack. Not Mrs. Cormack. Yeah. Yeah. Mrs. Cormack was not happy about this. She was Ooh. pretty upset about it. And, uh, and she made Mr. Cormack's life hard in Cook County, Ireland. Ireland is very Catholic at the time and still mm -hmm. is today. And is a... And also, she's just allowed to be mad because she's allowed to be mad. You know, she's allowed to be cranky. Hey, look, if I was Mrs. Mrs. Cormack, I'd be pretty mad. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. yeah. But this kind of informs Anne Bonnie pretty early on in that she's... Uh, unwanted from minute one and uh, her life is hard and it yeah. becomes harder and, and she yeah. she responds to it in a variety of unhealthy ways. <laughs> yeah, unhealthy but understandable. We get where she's coming from. Right, exactly. So she's there and, and, uh, and Mr. Cormack tries to kind of raise her as his own as best he can, but it's hard, right? And he decides eventually like, you know what, I'm going to move. Uh, I got to start over. And he decides he's going to relocate to Charleston, South Carolina. So he picks up Anne and he takes off. He gets a big plot of land in outside Charleston, South Carolina. And he moves there to kind of start over again. Goes somewhere where nobody knows who he is or cares. Mm -hmm. Anne is mostly raised there. I imagine she probably doesn't remember much of Ireland, except that I think she maintained the, the reddish hair. And that's about all she really got from, from Ireland. Um, and Charleston at this point is a pretty exciting place to be. It is, uh, it's a hub of, of what's known as the triangle trade, which is a little bit of a, a sticky thing to talk about because it is. It's the, sticky. Uh, it's problematic. I mean, let's, let's just put it out there. It's problematic. It's, you know, what, what, what are the three points of the triangle? You know, you've got sugar, you've got rum, and you've also got human beings being traded as possessions because this was the age of slavery across the Atlantic. Exactly. This is the background against which Anne Bonny does her stuff. Right. And yeah. and so that's going on. And Charleston is a big hub for that. So it's one of the points of the triangle. And there are ships coming in and out. There's there's all kinds of like people in trade and movement. And it's an exciting place to be if, if you're Anne Bonny, because the entire Atlantic trade is all kind of running through this port at Charleston. So there's a lot happening for her. And she's kind of growing up in this kind of exciting environment. She goes down to the docks a lot and hangs out there. And, and you know, she's drinking at 15 and she's uh, partying and she's, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> living life to the fullest in her own way. And yeah. Exactly. Uh, she's doing teenager things down at the docks, right? Note to my students, Dr. Larish does not endorse drinking at age 15. 
continue. And so Anne gets into trouble for the first time at the age of 14 when she gets into an argument with one of the housekeepers at the estate and she ends up pulling a steak knife and stabbing that woman in the stomach with it. Woo, at age 14, yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that like stabbing your maid in the stomach with a steak knife is badass, but like this just kind of gives you insight into the character of Anne Bonny. She is a fiery, angry person who doesn't take shit from anybody. And this will serve her well in her career as a pirate, but she has trouble for Mr. Cormac. About a year later, she's down at the docks drinking at a bar and some guy is a little too handsy with her, so she hospitalizes him. She beats him senseless and leaves him in a ditch, which... Okay, I mean, you know, self-defense, you know. (laughs) She's enforcing boundaries. Very clear about her boundaries. This guy was pushed it a little too far and she uh, she put him in the hospital for what uh, what appears to be months. Oi, whoa. Yeah. Okay. She really messes this guy up. She's not a person to be messed with. Uh So Mr. Cormac, she's a little bit of a headache for Mr. Cormac. And Mr. Cormac decides, you know what we can do? We need to marry sweet Anne off to a nice boy. And and she'll be happy once she settles down with a nice man. Right. Because that'll work. Go figure. But she doesn't want to date any of these guys. And she doesn't like any of the high society dudes that her dad tries to set her up with. So what she ends up doing to kind of escape this life is uh, at the age of 16, she runs off and marries a a pirate. As one does. As you do, you go down to the dock, you meet a pirate, (laughs) she meets a guy named James Bonney. That's where the Anne Bonney comes from. And he takes her to Nassau, which is the capital of the Bahamas. It's always very interesting because Nassau is like this beautiful, like exotic, you know, Caribbean beaches and turquoise water kind of thing. But whenever Mm -hmm. I think of Nassau in my head and in the 1700s, I picture that scene from Pirates of the Caribbean where the dudes are like swigging ale out of flagons and like Uh swinging from the swinging from the 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 light fixtures in the bar and it's Mm -hmm. just anarchy and craziness Mm -hmm. and and we can picture Anne Bonny doing this absolutely she's in the middle of all of this Anne Bonny liked to party Anne Bonny was definitely always down for a for a a bar fight or a a drinking competition or any type of thing like that so you put her in Maz Eisley's spaceport and she is just going to like mm-hmm. make friends immediately <laughs> or get into a fight or both. So Anne Bonnie is is doing her thing in Nassau. She likes it. It's much better than anything she'd had in um, in Charleston. But she does occasionally get sucked into this high society thing. She can't escape mm-hmm. it. Uh, she yeah. ends up going to a party at the uh, at the house of the the sister-in-law of the governor of Jamaica. So the governor of Jamaica at this time is a guy named Woodis Rogers, who, if we're looking at the grand scheme of the golden age of piracy in the Caribbean, we are reaching the end of it. So Woodis Rogers is kind of the guy who ends the golden age of piracy. He's a British officer who shows up and kind of cracks down on everything. And he offers a pirate amnesty. So like, hey, you know, I'll forgive you for whatever your crimes were if mm-hmm. you tell, rat out your friends for me. And then the, everybody who's left after that, he sends the British Navy after them. Mm-hmm. He's very badass, but he's not particularly relevant to the story. That just places Anne kind mm-hmm. of at the end of this golden age. Yeah. She is at a party at what is Roger's sister-in-law's house. So his brother's wife, she is there and she is talking to the sister-in-law. Apparently, what is Roger's sister-in-law makes some comment that Anne Bonnie doesn't like. Uh-oh. Anne Bonnie hauls off and slugs her in the face and knocks out two of her teeth. 
Oh my. Okay, that seems uh, like a very um, unexpected way to respond to a slight in high society. You know, no matter how much she was brought up in the high society life, she never really got the hang of it. And so, yeah, mm -hmm. I would love to see this in like a movie, right? Of just like Downton Abbey kind of like mm -hmm. subtle digs, you know, the like mm -hmm. needling little mm -hmm. comments and snarky things, right? And then to just have like this like redhead pirate chick just be like, oh yeah, <laughs> bam, <laughs> you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. I enjoy this. I enjoy that. I enjoy thinking <laughs> about it. It makes me happy. I'm sure yes. that this woman probably didn't deserve to be punched in the face, but like, I'm sure that mm -hmm. like any of us in Anne Bonnie's situation here would have wanted to do that and not had the balls to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talking with her fists. You know, I talk about what is Rogers offered this pirate amnesty. So James Bonnie ends up taking what is Rogers up on it, right? And and James Bonnie you really can't fault him too much for this because his options are rat out your fellow pirates and get an amnesty or don't and be arrested and or killed. Uh, James Bond is a pretty small time pirate, right? He's not like a pirate captain. He's not a main guy. He's kind of a wannabe. And Anne is furious when she finds out. She is not happy. She likes the pirates. She does not like the high society dudes. And she mm -hmm. decides she is going to leave him for a real pirate. Oh, wait, a real pirate? Ooh, we're throwing shade. Mm -hmm. So she meets up with a dude, a guy named Jack Rackham. And Jack Rackham is known as Calico Jack because he dresses in crazy, like, colorful clothes, like a calico cat. Ooh. And so Jack Rackham is like, he's not a very successful pirate. He's not a very good pirate. He doesn't have a lot of records to his name. He hasn't taken a lot of enemy ships. But they meet at a party and he likes Anne and they decide they're going to get out of here and they're going to go sailing around and pirating on a, on a, a beautiful career in nautical terrorism. <laughs> It's a, it's a romantic love story. Yes, with pirates. So they sail off on his ship, which is called the Revenge, which so many pirate ships have... Re Wait a minute, that's, that's, the, that's the name of the ship, the Revenge. The name of the ship is the Revenge, yeah. which is what Anne wants anyway. Mm -hmm. And she goes out and starts to set sail with these pirates. And one thing that you probably know, it was, it was considered bad luck for any sailor to have a woman on board the ship. Yes. They, they weren't working the ship. They weren't fighting. They weren't... They were passengers, typically, mm -hmm. and for whatever reason, it became a thing. Bad luck to have a woman on the ship. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so, what does Ambani do? She. Yeah. What would you do? Would you just say, "Oh, whoops, sorry," and then just quietly excuse yourself out? I suspect that is not what she did. That does not sound like Ambani. No. That does not sound no, like Ambani. No. And Calico Jack wasn't exactly like, "Here's my girlfriend, guys. What do you think?" You mm -hmm. know, like. Mm -hmm. So she dressed as a man, and she as one does tied her hair up, and she wore a hat, mm -hmm. and she dressed as a man, and she wore pants. She worked as a pirate, and and the revenge starts to take a few enemy ships, and uh, the pirate crew starts to really like this, this this Bonnie character, uh, who is. The, the most violent and the most bloody and the hardest working and the toughest of all of these pirates. Anne is really making a name for herself, not just as a great fighter and like uh, a person manning the ship, but also she was a fantastic swearer. Uh, she could she could swear with the best of them, which I can really appreciate that because I, I rely on that quite a bit in my day-to-day -day life. Mm -hmm. I, I'm trying to mitigate my swearing now that I have a baby who can repeat me. Uh, but generally, I'm, I'm, I can appreciate a, a good mm -hmm. a good swear word. Yeah, it's an art form. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so 
So eventually it, it came out. Somebody noticed that she was actually a woman. But by that point, nobody cared. She would wear men's clothing during battle and at, on shore and all those things. But uh, when she was just hanging out on the ship, she could wear women's clothing if she felt like it. You know, we, we do encounter throughout this time period of history, 1600, 1700, women dressing as men and fighting as men, right? It's a fairly common story. Um, but for Anne Bonny, one thing she was able to do that was a little different was they knew she was a woman and they didn't care. Yeah. Which is different, right? They were like, you're contributing to the team. Yes. And so they they are having adventures. They're traveling around. And this is the most, like, Calico Jack was a pretty low-level guy. And then once he take, Brinsley brings on Anne Bonny, he starts to become, like, successful he's taking ships he's making a name for himself as more than just like the dude in like the 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 bright red jacket he's he's now like uh -huh. the commander of the revenge right the most feared pirate ship in off the coast of nassau in the bahamas and um he's making gold he's making plunder he's making a name for himself and he brings on a new pirate uh which happens Ooh. to be as we mentioned in the beginning another woman um, yeah. And when we come back, we're going to talk about her. So, uh, so stick with us. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity, and it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. GameBridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. 
So, hey, welcome back from the break. Just to kind of get back to what we're talking about, at some point during uh, Anne Bonny and Calico Jack's career, and, and it's not a very long career. They, no. They're maybe pirating for a year or two. Right? Yeah, but what a year. It's a pretty eventful year or two. Yeah. And they pick up uh, a new passenger. And, and Pat, why don't you yeah, uh, yeah. tell us about yeah. this person? So, yeah. So at some point, this guy named Mark Reed shows up at the ship and says, hey, can I join you? And they're like, okay, yeah. But who is Mark Reed? Mark Reed is actually Mary Reed. And Mary Reed was born in England in 1685. Just as Anne Bonny had kind of like an interesting or kind of like unorthodox sort of entry into the world, so too did Mary Reed. Mary Reed's mom had been married to a guy who was a sailor, and she had a son with that husband, the sailor. Her husband didn't come back from one of his sailing voyages. So Mama Reed takes up with another another guy and gets pregnant. Now, here's the thing. There's an inheritance at stake here. Here's the problem. The son, this kid dies too. Because, you know, oh. yeah, you know, you know, babies. Because that's 1700, right? Like That's a thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's there's a there's a high mortality rate among young humans at this point. However, Mama Reed gives birth to a kid. The kid happens to be a daughter. Okay, Mama Reed manages to pass the daughter off as the deceased son to... Oh, to get the inheritance. To get the inheritance. Yeah, totally. Yeah, to get the inheritance. Um, and so Mary Reed, who the rest of the world knew as Mark Reed, is kind of raised as a boy in the sense that if anyone asks, this kid is a boy. It's a, it's like a insurance scam. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Apparently, this is a thing that people did in those days. It makes a difference if you are a male child, a male heir, or a female offspring. So Mary, or quote unquote Mark Reed, grows up. She kept passing as a man, and she enlisted in the army. She fights for the Flemish. England was supporting the Dutch in oh, I see. at that time. They were, they, they were allies. She gets to meet all of these, you know, cool Flemish soldiers, falls in love with one of them. He falls in love with her or, you know. Da, da, da. As you do, yeah. As you do. And they get married and they live in the ne Netherlands. And for a bit, what happens is they buy an inn and they run the inn. Now, so she must have revealed herself to him at some point. Oh, she point. must have. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. She must have. Yeah. Because they met in the army, right? Which is yeah, not that yeah. common of a meeting situation for people in 1710, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Her husband died um, relatively young. Now, mm. this makes Mary a widow. So she puts back on her male clothing and re-enlists. But there were no actual wars going on at the time. So, <laughs> so she's a mercenary with nobody to pay her, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So she hops on a ship headed to the Caribbean. And this ship is captured by pirates because that's a thing that happens in those days. And if you can't beat them, join them. Or like maybe she doesn't even try to beat them. Maybe she's like, oh, this is cooler than the thing I'm currently on. And she joins up with our friends, Calico Jack and Anne Bonnie. Hey. And they, at this point, they think she's a man. I read a lot about women from history. And, and one of the comments I get a lot when I'm doing the the, the books and the and mm -hmm. the website is like, oh, you need to write about more women. Mm -hmm. And 
I'm like, you know, it's it's hard, right? Because I wonder how many Mark Reeds were on privateer ships in the Caribbean at this time that mm -hmm. we'll never hear about. I wonder yeah. how many famous men from history maybe weren't, you know? Yeah. It's an interesting thing to think about. Yeah. So, you know, we've got, you know, this like kind of group with two women whom we know are women who are pirates. And we know this because we have an account from someone called Charles Johnson, who may or may not be a pseudonym for Daniel Defoe, the guy who wrote Robinson Crusoe. But anyway, this is a, a source, maybe, maybe a kind of sensationalized, slightly fictionalized, very fictionalized source. Yeah. Charles Johnson is an interesting one, like this, yes. this history of the most notorious pirates. Like that's the main source of information for this stuff. Oh, yeah. For the Anne Bonny and Mary Reed stories. But Charles Johnson is not a reliable narrator, generally speaking. No. But it's all we have. So it's what we got to go. <laughs> yeah. And he knows how to tell a good story. Oh, and it's great. Yeah. I definitely recommend Reed. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, so, so Charles Johnson quotes one of their victims named Dorothy Thomas. Mary Reed, or the person we know as Mary Reed and Anne Bonny, quote, wore men's jackets and long trousers, and each of them had a machete and a pistol. So that's what's going on during working hours, but off duty, what's going on? So Anne Bonny and Jack Rackham, Calico Jack, are lovers. And so presumably this means that Jack knows that Anne is a woman who just happens to be wearing pants at this particular point in time. Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully he's figured you know, that out by now. You know? But one day, you know, Anne dressed as a man and Mary also dressed as a man, you know, they're hanging out and they're like, yeah, yeah, that was a good, that was a good, yeah, good plundering session there, right? Yeah, yeah. And Bonnie confesses to Reed, I am no man. And Reed, whom we know as Mary Reed, says, well, I have something to confess to, actually. I am no man. And the two of them were spotted in each other's company a lot on board. Um, they were definitely BFFs. And, you know, many historians do interpret this as a lesbian or maybe bisexual relationship, because remember that Anne Bonny was also involved with Calico Jack. And Calico Jack, apparently, is jealous. I'm going to quote Charles Johnson here. This intimacy so disturbed Captain Rackham, who was the lover and gallant of Anne Bonny, that he grew furiously jealous, so that he told Anne Bonny he would cut her new lover's throat. Therefore, to quiet him, she, Anne Bonny, let him into the secret also. Um, because apparently Calico Jack is okay with his girlfriend shoe-timing him, provided the side piece is a woman. Uh, and no one died. No one died from this little encounter. When I wrote the book, I, I have a little side bit in there about like, you know, some people think that Mary Reed and Anne Bonny were lovers and not just like comrades at arms. And I was like, these people, these historians need to stop reading so much porn. Uh -huh. But then the way you describe it, I'm like, that sounds like the beginning of a porn, honestly. <laughs> well, <laughs> Turns yeah, out she's yeah. actually a girl. Oh, wah, wah, wah. Yeah. yeah. So there's one story that I really like about Mary Reed yeah. that I came across uh, not too long ago and that I can't verify anywhere else except for this one source. But mm -hmm. it was that Mary Reed falls in love with the ship's navigator on the Revenge. Ooh. He's younger than her and he's cute and she likes him and uh, they become lovers and then then uh, one of the pirates on the Revenge, like, is trying to bully this navigator dude, challenges him to a duel, wants to fight him, wants to kick his ass, right, to prove how tough he is or whatever. Uh, people, yeah. He challenges this navigator to a duel and wants to fight mm -hmm. him to the death. Yeah. And Mary Reed 
just starts insulting this pirate to the point where it's like, no, I'm going to duel you right now because I don't have any faith in you. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. So she's like, because the navigator has no chance against this pirate, and she's like, I think I could take this guy. Womp, in the womp. story, the ship pulls over to an island, and they get off the ship, and they fight on land. Oh, yeah. And she, like, swords him to death. She kills him with a sword. And then they get back on the boat, and they leave his dead body there to be eaten by animals or whatever. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but but that's, a, that's a Mary Reed story that... That kind of that I that I like a lot. <laughs> Note to self: Do not insult Mary Reed's boyfriend. Yeah, not a good idea. Not a good idea to insult it. Not a good idea to cross either of these women because yeah. you know we know how these pirate stories end, right? Like as much as we love to romanticize piracy in the Caribbean at this time period, but in reality, mm-hmm. they're thieves and murderers, and they have violent ends, and that's how this goes, and that's how it goes for the crew of the Revenge as well. Yeah. In October of 1720, uh, the Revenge has just taken a Spanish galleon. There's gold, and uh, it's also got a bunch of rum on it, and all the pirates start partying and drinking. Yo, heave ho in a bottle of rum, and you know. Right, yeah. exactly. Everybody's partying, they got gold, they got rum, they're having a good time, and they pull off onto one of these islands and they're having a party and then this British ship pulls up. What is Rogers is there. He's continuing his quest to eliminate piracy. Yeah, remember when he knocked my... my, (laughs) Remember when you knocked my brother's wife's teeth out? Yeah. (laughs) Guess who? (laughs) Uh, So he pulls up. The crew of the Revenge is very drunk and they're outnumbered and they're taken by surprise and there's only two crew members of the Revenge who have the guts to fight back against the Royal Navy as they board the ship. And who are those two members? <laughs> those are Crewman Bonnie and Crewman Reed. They uh, they do not want to go back to their yes. old life. They do not want to deal with any of this. They are going to fight to the end. Mm-hmm. They attack the Marines with the swords and with guns. They are captured. And as they're being hauled away to the prison or whatever, to the brig, they're so angry with the rest of the crew of the Revenge for not fighting that Anne Bonnie pulls her guns and fires the last two shots, uh, one in each hand, at her own crew members for being cowards and not helping her fight the British. Oh. (laughs) I got two shots left. I'm not even going to use them on these two dudes who are dragging me away. I'm just going to shoot at you guys because go to hell. (laughs) Okay, that's, that's one heck of a performance review. Okay, so she's used all of her bullets. She's being hauled off. What happens next? Uh, well, as you do, they're all sentenced to death by hanging for being pirates. But there's a but there's a a, a wrench in the there's a twist. There's a twist. Uh-huh. Yeah, turns out that both Anne Bonny and Mary Reed claim that they are pregnant. Ooh, and what does what does that do for them? I mean, it sounds like it complicates things. Or well. The life that Anne Bonny and Mary Reed would be like came from was not as exciting as their piracy life. Like yeah. it is still a culture that is not really cool with hanging a pregnant woman. <sighs> so they are released from prison because you can't imprison and and hang a pregnant woman. That's just against the rules. Nobody's cool with that. Uh-huh. You can go. Yeah. Um, are we 100% sure they were pregnant or were they just a little bit pregnant or... We don't know. They claim they were pregnant. Okay. We don't know if there was, Mm -hmm. we don't know if they had to prove it. We don't know how they would do that. We don't know what it was. That's what they said. Mm -hmm. They, it's called pleading the belly. They pled the belly. Pleading the belly. They pled the belly. Yeah. Mary Reed dies in prison before she gets released. Mm -hmm. Possibly through a wound she sustained. Yeah. Maybe she was pregnant and that Mm -hmm. didn't go well for her. I don't know. We don't know why she died, but she dies before she gets released. People just 
dropped dead in 1720 for no reason. And it's the reason why you would never want to time travel back in time to 1720 because these things just happen. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Uh, So we don't know the story on why Mary Reed dies, but she dies. Mm -hmm. And Bonnie does not. She leaves and she walks out. And on her way out the door, she stops by Calico Jack Rackham's cell. And she looks at him and he's like, oh, you got to get me out of here. And she says to him, I'm sorry, Jack. But if you had fought like a man, you would not now be about to die like a dog. Oh, snap. And she leaves. Yeah. And she disappears from history forever. And we have no idea what happened to her. That's it. She walks out the door of that prison and is never heard from again. Calico Jack is hanged a couple days later and dies. And that's the story. (laughs) They cut a very unique figure, a time that is very romanticized by our culture in a career that was exciting and and bloody and dangerous. And so, yeah, if you want to read more about him, uh, like you said, Charles Johnson, A General History of the Robberies and Murders of the Most Notorious Pirates is the name of the book. I like it. I like it. I like it too. A General History of the Robberies and Murders of the Most Notorious Pirates. Yeah, it's it's a really fun read. It's not exactly fantastic, historically accurate, but it's fun yeah. and it's totally worth it. Yeah, but if you wanted something a little more historical, what would we do? Yeah. Yeah, so I really like uh, Under the Black Flag by David Cordingly. It's one of my favorite books on pirates. Um, Republic of Pirates by Colin Woodward is amazing. For this, we I used a, there's a great Smithsonian article by Karen Abbott. It's called If There's a Man Among Ya. <laughs> which I like. That's a great title, yeah. Yeah, it talks about both Mary Reed and, and Bonnie. And uh, I just bought a book. I just pre, I just ordered a book called Pirate Queens by uh, Rebecca Alexandra Simon off Amazon, but I haven't had a chance to read it, but it deals with both of them as well. So I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Yeah. Okay, so until next time. Yeah, we'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks so much for listening. Badass of the Week is an iHeartRadio podcast produced by High Five Content. Executive producers are Andrew Jacobs, me, Pat Larish, and my co-host, Ben Thompson. Writing is by me and Ben. Story editing is by Ian Jacobs, Brandon Phibbs, and Allie Lamer. Mixing and music and sound design is by Jude Brewer. Consulting by Michael May. Special thanks to Noel Brown at iHeart. Badass of the Week is based on the website badassoftheweek.com, where you can read all sorts of stories about other badasses. If you want to reach out with questions, ideas, you can email us at badasspodcast at badassoftheweek.com. If you like the podcast, subscribe, follow, listen, and tell your friends and your enemies if you want, as we'll be back next week with another one. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.